We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording from and you're listening from. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hey, I'm Hermione. And I'm Courtney. And together we are those real estate chicks. Join us for a chat about this weird and wonderful life of working in the real estate industry. Hello listeners, it is Hermione here with a special bonus episode. So I'm coming to you today with a bit of a add-on chat to one of our episodes from a couple of weeks ago which was around how we in the real estate industry could be better supporting the needs of someone, say, in a wheelchair or with mobility issues when searching for rental or sales properties. And the reason we're bringing you this bonus chat today is because we had a little catch up with Nick Fran, who is the founder and CEO of Bespoke Media Group. Now, usually he's busy being an absolute guru in all things social media and digital marketing, but he has been giving his focus and attention to this space over the last maybe six months or so and bringing some awareness and light to a very important topic that is something that we in the real estate industry definitely could be paying a bit more attention to and definitely could be supporting a little bit further. So I hope that you enjoy this bonus chat that we had with Nick, um, where we dived into the issue a bit more and got a bit more of maybe an expert view from our conversation the other week. So without further ado, let's jump into the chat. Hey, Nick, how are you going? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us for a chat today. We are super stoked to yeah to someone who knows a bit more about this important topic than we do. So just to start us off, how did you get to sort of become involved in advocating for this and how did you sort of get your teeth stuck into this? Well, it came about, Hermione, from a friend of mine who works, um, she's an army vet and she works with disabled army vets and vets with mental illness. And Part of her job is to help find these people suitable properties. And she rang me up one day, absolutely frustrated because they'd been looking online, they'd been out physically looking at properties and nothing was suitable, but they didn't know that until they got to the property. Mm. And they'd wasted so much time going to look at these properties that were not suitable. And I mean, not every house or apartment has a photograph of the front of the building or the property. So you don't always know. So she just rang me up one day and just said, Nick, is there anything you can do? And I thought, well, not really. So then I do a lot of work with the One Agency Network. Uh, So I called head office and just said, look, this is the conversation I've just had. I'd love to get this filter on the major portals. I don't know what that's going to look like. And within 24 hours, the CEO said, look, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to recreate our entire social media suite. So we got bed, bath and cars. Um, We added a wheelchair icon. Um, so it was at least that was a little step that we could do just to get the ball rolling. So at least on a digital social side of things and incorporate that into the copy, could do something. Uh, and then we had a chat with homely.com and MRI, Box and Dice, the, the CRM software company, about actually doing some more. So what we've been able to do with one agency, for instance, is we've been able to add a mobility-friendly filter. So you can go on there across the entire network and you can actually filter down properties that 
um, ability friendly. And on homely.com, uh, wheelchair icons will appear on properties that are mobility friendly. So someone can be sitting at home and know that they can at least get through the front door by looking at the listing online. And that's you know, kind of the goal of what we wanted. But in an ideal world, we'd love to get it on the major portals and have it accessible for everyone, whether you're in a wheelchair or you're elderly or you've got other mobility challenges. Yeah, I think there's a big call for it. Ah, oh, yeah. And there's that, there's so much to unpack there. A, like how awesome that, yeah, just by a conversation that can evolve into actually, you know, like that's no small company to make, you know, to make big changes like that. But yeah, to also kind of start that conversation, right? And I think we spoke about this a bit on the podcast last week and you and I just touched on it briefly before we we jumped onto the recording. But, you know, it it seems like it's just been kind of put in the too hard basket, right? Like, cause it's, there's a bit, there's a few complexities to it. And whilst it seems like being able to create and get some momentum in the changes that have been made, why do you think it's getting blocked and it's not moving forwards in these other areas? Look, I really don't know. I mean, that's a tough question. That's something I've been asking for, I think in April, we started this conversation and I think that there's two things here, and this is something that I really learned, I suppose, along the journey, is it is very complex, like you said. There is accessible or a disability accessible and mobility friendly, and I think that's where some wires are getting crossed, and you've got to be so careful in this space because you obviously don't want to mislead people as well. But I think when you look at some of filters and things that are available, like broadband or outdoor spas and things like that, I mean, that's all well and good, and, you know, there are people out there that that is you know, a requirement of, of what they, they need or, or one in, in a future property, but I think there are there is a big part of the market that you know that is is looking for a specific kind of property and, and it's not out there. And then I think the other thing that we found as well is everyone that we've spoken to, it just kind of hasn't come on the radar. And as soon as you mention it to someone, it's like, I haven't thought about that. What a great idea. But then there's so many moving parts to actually make something like this happen. Number one, you've got to get the agents on board. Number two, you've got to get them to talk to their CRM provider. Then you've got to have the CRM provider talk to the portals. And, you know, there's a lot of mechanics in, in making this happen. And I think the fact that we have started the conversation, you know, only a couple of months ago and we've already got this progress, you know, hopefully as much as we're pushing, hopefully that will you know, enable other portals and platforms to to come on board and, you know, make the property search experience mm. more inclusive for everyone. Yeah. I mean, do you think that there's like, you know, maybe a fear of people not getting it right as well? Because, uh, you know, as, as we sort of said, you know, that there are some complexities to it where it might be wheelchair accessible, but what, what did you say before? It might be wheelchair accessible, but not... Mobility friendly. But mobility friendly. Accessible, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So and there's I, a difference there, right? And like we say as a property manager in my world and probably sales agents more in your world, yeah. like I suppose where does the education and clarification on what what meets those standards, like where does that come from? And that's that's been a really interesting learning curve through all this as far as, I mean, we spoke to NDIS, we spoke to a lot of providers to make sure that we didn't want to put something out either that was going to backfire or not be of value either. So there was actually a lot of research gone into this before we actually launched it. And we wanted to make sure that we got it right as well and that it was easy to, to follow and understand. And I think you're correct in, in as far as saying there are a lot of complexities to this and would people be afraid to get it wrong or mm. is it too complex? And look, I think the short answer to that is possibly, 
Uh, and that's why we've started it off just mobility friendly. There's a lot. And I, I know when I spoke to, to one girl about this, I, I got a list of what deems a property disability accessible. And it was like a three-page list with all these checkpoints. You know, things like if you're in an, in an apartment building and there's a fire uh, and the lift's out of action, you have to have something other than the fire stairs for people to get down to safety. Uh, you know, sinks at certain levels and bathrooms and things like that, you know, railings and things like that at, at certain heights. That's probably not where we're at just yet. We just wanted to start initially so as people who are looking online at home don't have to waste time and don't feel embarrassed or awkward showing up to a property where they can't get access. We want people to be able to identify properties at home and say, okay, I like that property. Um, I want to go through and, and have a look on Saturday. And at the moment, that's where we're at. I just identifying properties that what makes a mobility friendly property, flat entry, a ramp, access through lifts, maybe one or two steps into the property. Like we were saying earlier, not everyone is, you know, uh, in a wheelchair or something like that. Some people hip replacement, elderly and, and all that kind of thing. But we've got to start somewhere. And I think as we put this out, we're only going to get better. The feedback that we've got so far from different communities as far as saying, that's great, but this would be better. And people have commented as far as saying, look, you know, good on you for at least starting it or, or, or getting it out there and, you know, working with us. And I think that's the key, working with everyone to make sure that we do get this as close to right as we can. Mm, yeah, and it's it's interesting as you're talking because I'm like, you know, a sort of question popped into my head. It's like, where does the responsibility lie right because I feel like it, this could be a big game of handball and going oh not me not me not me it's someone else's problem it's the government's problem it's NDIS's problem it's the builder's problem it's we could easily sort of handball it and say oh it's not my problem but when it comes to community and I suppose especially where we do start to see people in our lives who you know are affected you know like my my grandma the same like when she wasn't necessarily in a wheelchair but she was ended up living in a property that she couldn't keep living in because of her her needs you know it, it, i suppose we as working in the real estate industry we are providers of housing right and so i i think that there there has to come a responsibility from you know people like us but people actually on the front line as well to go well what difference can i make i you know and this isn't to discredit anyone who's done this but i know a lot of real estate will go oh let's just sponsor x and we'll throw some money into it right Whereas I think there's a lot of causes like this that we could actually start seeing agents and agencies and property managers getting behind and supporting yeah. that, you know, maybe it's not their big faces on a sign, sorry, real estate, but it would actually make a difference to the community. I mean, what do you think about that? Look, at that, that 100%. And I think like we're just saying as far as um, we're not going to get this right uh, initially, the people that we have been speaking with, I think they're going to forgive you. And when you talk about who takes responsibility for it, we've seen some people who have adopted this and, you know, you look at an ad, for instance, and it, you know, it may be three stairs and it's deemed as mobility friendly. It's, I think the thing is, like we said before, it's just getting that conversation started. Not everything's going to be perfect. Uh, I've been guilty of myself, you know, marketing two bathroom or three bedroom homes when it's really a study nook um, or a, sorry, a two bathroom home when it's a, a toilet, it's not necessarily a second bathroom. So I think some of the onus does come back on the agent, unfortunately. And that's why we're really key as far as trying to educate agents and helping them decipher what is it and what isn't. Um, and we've got, you know, booklets, you know, literally 
this is the photo of a property that is, this is the photo of a property that's not. And just really trying to take away that aspect of it. But the other thing you were saying as far as our faces over everything, we're really good at you know, the big checks and, and you know, the big grand gestures that are good for publicity or profile, mm. but, you know, helping people. That I mean, that's what we're essentially in the business of doing is yeah. helping people find their new homes and we're helping them find a home and we're making that that easier for them. And, I mean, you know, the people that are doing it, some of the feedback that we're getting from their marketplaces is, you're doing something selfless. And some of the comment we, we were talking earlier about a petition that's going around at the moment. And some of the comments there is, uh, uh, you know, highlighting, wow, agents doing something to help other people. And it's like, mm-hmm. we as an industry, we don't have a good reputation for doing things just for the sake of doing something nice for people. There's always that undertone that we're mm-hmm. doing it for something for us. And this is something that doesn't cost a lot of money. It's a very small change. It's going to make a massive difference for people. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's shifting to to actually be community minded and focused as opposed to saying that we are. <laughs> um, so I think um, for any of the listeners, I'll put the that petition link in the show notes. And I don't know, Nick, if there's anything you know you can share towards those those links and helping people understand. But you know, at at that grassroots level, it sounds like even if you know, property managers and the sales agents who is listing the homes, even if as as a start, they actually start being mindful to get some photos of the access, right? Because there are people are going through the photos that might help them or putting something in the text to say, you know, this is a mobility friendly or wheelchair friendly access, right? Like that could be something that they can do without any of the CRMs or the portals needing to make a change initially. Do you think that that's something that people could work on? Look, 100%, Hermione, and I think when you look at the way that marketing is going at the moment, uh, everyone's doing off, everyone is doing off market, um, all these pre-launch stuff and the video, you know, just the, the iPhone, not you can see it, just the iPhone videos that, that are going around, even if you can't get it on the major real estate portals, your behind the scenes video and things like that, or take photos, uh, you know, because you're going to email them to your database, you're going to send them out to your socials and things like that. Um, you can leave the polished stuff. You, you still have your polished versions and videos and, and photography for the major platforms at the moment, but showing that and just showing that that extra five seconds is really going to elevate you, I, I imagine, in, in, in your community. But you're right as far as saying maybe don't pan straight up, you know, the driveway or straight inside and everything like that. Show a little bit more. And that's coming back to what we're saying at the start. Not every property shows the front of a building or it's not necessarily very clear. Uh, even when we were working with one agency and the, the people that wanted to adopt this and, and come on, on board, we really went through each property. And again, and I've been in the industry now for 18 years, having to zoom in and we were looking with a purpose having to actually zoom in it's like oh hang on i don't know about that one there's a step and there's a step and and things like that and i think at the end of the day it's just making it easy uh for people so like Mm. i was saying have your polished version but maybe do something even a little bit different to send out to your database yeah oh totally and i'm even just thinking like it'd be interesting for anyone listening as an exercise right like to just put yourself in the shoes of someone yeah who um, is mobility impaired or is in a wheelchair and go on to your listings and have a look like would they be able to tell if that property was accessible for them or not based on your photos and descriptions you know that that could be a sort of I always find like if you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and think about how that would feel like especially um, you know what we said a bit earlier it's like 
you know, they, they have to be able to make a decision to go there so they don't have to turn up and be like, oh, no, here's another one that doesn't work for me, right? Correct. Correct. Mm. And, that's, and that's the other thing too that we've been speaking about um, with people that we've obviously been working with to, to get this off the ground. It's not every home internally is going to be for everybody, whether you have challenges or not. Um, like we are saying off air, I mean, I bought a, a property years ago and had to renovate the whole thing. Hated it, walked in, hated it. The kitchen was old, the bathroom, but that was to my taste. What we want is to people to feel included, to get through, have a look. Yes, it's for me. No, it's not for me. And some of the, the commentary that's been coming back as well from people who, ha- who have actually modified their homes, this would be almost a direct line for them to, you know, to put out there to someone say, hey, we've modified the home or it is wheelchair friendly. Some mm. of the people that have said we've built, we've renovated. I've got friends, my parents who have had to customize their home for mobility needs. Yeah. Put that out there, opens up to a bigger a bigger pool. Those people are going to, it's, it's almost like the off-market stuff where a buyer's missed out. They're really keen to buy in that street or they're really keen to buy in a particular area, whatever it is. It's almost the same kind of thing. It's like, wow, I've found a property that suits my needs. I don't have to renovate it. Yeah, That is a big thing as well. So as it's, it is doing a good thing by community, but it's also opening up a different buyer pool. And again, it's making it easier. And that's what we want to be seeing. In the yeah, it's almost like yeah, like niching down to like, okay, the perfect buyer for this home could be someone with those exact needs. And yeah, I think it's a it's a cool way to to look at it. Um, Nick, I'm interested to know, you know, so we looked at okay, what maybe they could do just at their own, you know, in their own offices at their own grassroots levels. But what could what obviously signing the petition would be like one step. We'll put the link in there, of course. Um, but what's then what's then something that the the agencies and the people who are listening can do to potentially, you know, put some awareness, or I don't want to say pressure, but put give some awareness or ask for what the CRMs and portals can do for them as well, right? Because yeah. we are couple of voices but you know many voices might make a big difference definitely i think the first thing is probably speaking to your crm provider mm. uh, so we've been working with homely one agency uh boxing dice for four months um and there, i will be honest there was a bit of work i probably don't understand it all when you start talking about coding and HTML and all that kind of back-end stuff, I'm not even going to pretend. (laughs) But probably talking to your CRM because that kind of stuff can take a little while to build. Mm. But I think letting them know, and I think there's been enough awareness around it at the moment to say, okay, yes, look, this is a need. Let's do that. So talking to your CRM, number one, and then talking to your your rep, yeah, realestate.com and domain rep and saying, we want this. At the end of the day, the portals work for us on behalf of our clients. But, you know, if we get enough traction and we get enough people saying, hey, we want this or our marketplace wants this, you know, from a grassroots level, that's probably the best way to go about it. Talk to your CRM uh, and talk to, to your, your area rep. Yeah, what's that? What's that saying? That the squeaky wheel gets the oil first. So, a hundred percent, and that's the thing too. As far as coming back to a little bit earlier, where where you were saying, as far as you know, accessibility and mobility friendly, it's it's starting a conversation. I mean, these things they're not going to happen overnight. They do take, and we've watched it from what's been done so far. They are going to take a while because there are a lot of mechanics. But it's just starting that conversation, working together as a collective in the industry to you know. To, to, to see what can be done. So, you know, we're not we're not going to solve it overnight, but, you know, everyone's got different opinions. Everyone's got different ways of doing things. Um, so I think, yeah, the more conversations we can have about it, 
I think the better chances we've got of trying to make everyone happy. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, that's why we're having this conversation, right? Because I think then there's like, you know, there's the initiative, say, like that you've driven. I'm sure there's things that other people have, have done. Maybe they just haven't kind of got the voices or the traction behind it. But, you know, I'm I'm all for as well, you know, crowdsourcing the solutions to these things because, yeah, other people might have ideas or connections with you know powers that be that could actually you know have different conversations and make some change you know like crimes have been solved off podcasts and things so (laughs) if crimes can be solved off podcasts like surely we can use these platforms to you know create some positive change and it's been interesting too i mean i was up getting my hair cut a couple of weeks ago my barber follows me on socials and he's put a ramp just a little ply board thing down at the front of his shop because he's seen all the stuff that we're putting out and he's had a couple of people on scooters and stuff like that who can just drive straight in and it's it's one of those things where it's not just the real estate industry I think it's also bringing awareness to other people as far as it's just a little thing it's just a little a piece of plywood out the front Mm. of his it's just made it easy made it easy for someone so um it's the power of social um podcast socials emails all that kind of stuff it yeah like you said it can make a difference yeah no I mean that's yeah it's exciting because I think you know the the word that you used before you know helping anyone to feel more included right it's all of us could be affected by this at any stage in our lives we could be affected our family could be affected and you know probably we were all going to get old one day and probably have hip replacements I'm walking around in a moon boot at the moment so Yeah. Sometimes when issues don't affect us directly, it's easy to go, oh, well, not my problem or handball that or go, well, I don't need to worry about that. But I think we're, we're only as, we're only as strong as the weakest members in our community. And that's not to say, you know, that anyone say in a wheelchair or with a hip replacement or who with any issues is, is weaker. Right. But it's like how we raise each other up and how we support each other. I think that it's not just even real estate just makes a difference as humans as to how we feel each other yeah and there's a there's a lot of things i think listening to your podcast the other day even talking about the captions on images on social media people are now putting image descriptions and i really only started to take notice of that about six months ago mm. i didn't realize that even people with visibility um challenges and things like that that's what it's just yeah it's it's really interesting as far as the little things that can be done that don't necessarily take up any extra time um, that can just make that such a difference um, to somebody else. And I don't think, again, like the vision stuff on Instagram posts and stuff like that, I never thought about that either. I never thought about the mobility side of things until Tani called me. And then when she did, I just... I was like, how has no one thought about this? The little changes that we can do that make a big difference. Well, exactly, right? And I think that's the thing. It's what can we do versus, oh, that's too hard. There's nothing we can do. It's that sort of growth mindset aspect that we can that we can take on. So, no, thank you for sharing all of that. And thank you for coming on and spending a little bit of time unpacking this a bit further. We will definitely continue watching and supporting and keep the listeners uh, in touch with if there's any developments. And as well, if anyone from the major portals is listening, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to have a conversation with you about it and see what maybe the blockages are and see how we can help untangle some of that. But thank you so much for for joining us, Nick, and we look forward to yeah continuing to see your successes in this, but also yeah your successes in life and business as well. Thanks, Mani. Thanks for having me. Thank you.